Our mission is to discuss extraction, processing, business practices, and lessons learned with the established experts of the extraction process. This is Mission Supercritical, a service of Apex Supercritical, the leading CO2 extraction equipment manufacturer. Now, here to navigate our broadcast is a U.S. Navy veteran and the founder and president of Apex Supercritical, Andy Joseph. All right, welcome to another edition of Mission Supercritical. Exclusive radio show that highlights extraordinary individual success stories of Apex Supercriticals, more than 500 customers operating in the cannabis industry today. I'm your host, Andy Joseph, president and founder of Apex Supercritical. Thanks for joining the show today. We've got uh, today's guest is going to be Mark Webb. He is the founder of Aromedics. Aroma Medics. I didn't say it right. Sorry, Mark. Aroma Medics. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks, Andy. You know, that's okay. A lot of people have trouble with the name. Yeah. What it basically means is aromatics, uh, aromas, or aromatics, and medicine. So that's what I work in. That's one of my right. one of my spaces. Aroma, medics, aromas, and medicine. I like it. Medicines. All right. So, so Mark, you know, you uh, you obviously have an accent. So you know, tell us uh, tell us where you're at today and and where you're from. I'll give everybody. So, so if like, well, let's let's start out with a, with a traditional Australian greeting of g'day. How are you, I'm Mark Webb. <laughs> And I'm in um, sunny Brisbane, or Brisbane, as a lot of Americans would like to say. Uh, it's on the east coast of Australia. And f- for the American audience, it's a bit, weather's a bit like San Diego. So, you know, it's 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 the depths of winter here, but it's sunny, uh, blue skies. And later today, I'll be back into shorts and a t-shirt because it's not, not, that, not that cold. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tough gig, but, you know, someone's got to do it. Right, right. And again, I, I don't feel bad for you being in San Diego uh, or in San Diego like weather. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're in Ohio. So this uh, this you know technology is great. We're doing our, uh, our little interview here and uh, we're, we're 14 hours difference in time zones. And I think we're, we're literally as far apart from each other in the world as we could possibly be. Just about, yeah. I think I think the uh, I think for me to be, if I was in Perth on the other side of the country, then we'd be exactly halfway around the planet from each other. There you go. Nice. Uh, All yeah. right. So, so Mark, let's talk about you know a little bit about your background. You know, this is obviously Apex Supercritical's Mission Supercritical program. We talk a lot about cannabis, but you've got an interesting background that's not cannabis. So, you know, tell me a little bit about you know what your background is, and then maybe how you got some of the exposure to cannabis, even though you aren't really in the space studied in at university in science in in biochemistry and uh, plant sciences uh, rolled that around into corporate IT work initially um, where I ended up doing some studies in in the aromatic world brought me back to to plants um, along the way doing you know design and other things and then I got really into uh, in the late 90s I wrote a book called bush sense Australian essential oils and aromatic compounds that book uh, focuses on the aromatic plants of Australia and their therapeutic uses. And that's my background is in aromatic chemistry. And I took over teaching a course in aromatic chemistry or terpene chemistry, as you'd say in the cannabis world, uh, in a, at a major college in Sydney. Uh, did that for six years and then ended up relocating to Brisbane to take up a job working in the biotech industry, working on tea tree extracts. Um, along the way, I got very, I got exposure in the uh, CO2 area uh, with a variety of different um, CO2 extracts, probably about 15, 20 years ago. And I've been working in that area since, working, developing new, um, new extracts here in Australia and uh, also teaching all over the world in um, uh, supercritical 
extraction and the things you can get from it, as well as other types of extraction technology. Um, I'm also a formulations chemist, so I've got a diverse background um, that's been built up over the decades working with aromatic plants in their therapeutic nature. And I also teach a course in aromatic medicine, the internal use of essential oils. And that area has been expanding with the with adding CO2s and other extracts um, as we've gone. And so you know, cannabis and hemp and some of those other uh, other plants have been starting to come into that space now. So that's that's where I'm uh, I'm working in, and it's it's an interesting time to be in this because of the uh, very rapid expansion in CO2 technology that your company's actually championing. You know the the size of the rigs and the quality of the equipment that uh, is out there now compared to 10 to 15 years ago is is amazing and uh, right. and, I've been and trying the, to get people here in Australia more interested in, in the gear so it's interesting yeah and the, the expansion of the CO2 equipment is really you know because of marijuana you know whether it's medical marijuana or, or recreational marijuana it doesn't really matter you know the the expansion of, of the technology in CO2 really comes because of the high value low volume prospect that marijuana provides and that's allowed companies like ours to to really advance and innovate on kind of what i call mid-scale co2 equipment but you you know you've got a a really diverse background focused you know um, a lot on botanical oil extractions but not for cannabis you know it seems like it'd be a natural transition for you to get you know focused on cannabis because it's so hot but you're not really there. You don't focus as much on cannabis as I, I would have expected someone with your background. Why not? I, I well, um, I went along to MJ BizCon last year, where, where I where I got to see the the amazing shift in uh, in the marketplace. Um, the problem the problem up until very recently has been that the cannabis or marijuana is still an illegal drug in in my country. And you'll get raided by the police if you do go anywhere near it. And I've done some work with some of the universities um, on isolation and identification of compounds. And even the university laboratories up until very recently, it's like cannabis was a dirty word. And it's, it's sort of a dichotomy at the moment where we've got CBD oils and we've got people championing the market in Australia going, look, this is medical marijuana. We need this for people with kids with epilepsy and people dying, et cetera, et cetera. But then they're still raiding, raiding houses that are growing it like it's a, a common uh, a Schedule One drug. It's just ridiculous, the, the, that level of dichotomy. And, and I look at what's happening in America and Canada and other parts of the world where there's a lot more sense, I suppose, uh, being brought to this, this discussion. Um, and, I mean, America is leading the way with, with the medical market and then the recreational market. So I have been been looking at that very seriously in the last 12 months. And um, it's it's an interesting transition. But, again, living in, in Australia, I'm half a planet away from most of the market in America. And unless I'm over there regularly, customers over there are not as interested to work with you as you'd like. And the thing is, I can do work internationally. I've done it quite often and I do travel quite frequently to the States so I'm, um, I, I'm, I'm looking at this market growing a lot more and, and with, as you said with the background I've got it's uh, I'm, I'm pretty well primed for it I've just got to get a few people to uh, come on board and move forward right but that, that being said 
you know, with, with you know, obviously the, the challenges that, that you, you know, you have personally because you're in, in Australia and, and kind of Australia's lag behind certainly America and maybe even some of the rest of the world for that matter on, on legalization of cannabis. You've made quite a living for yourself and, and you know, certainly built up a, a wealth of knowledge on extracting everything besides cannabis. Right. And, you know, I think yeah. that that's that's really, really amazing. You know, when, when we get into a, a little bit later in the conversation here, we're, we're going to dive into, you know, things that Apex Supercritical users or, or customers can do with their CO2 extraction systems that isn't extracting cannabis. You know, and I, I think that presents just a, a ton of, of opportunities. But, you know, before we dive into there, so, you know, you, you mentioned that you do a lot of teaching and consulting and, and you travel around quite a bit. Yeah, you were here in the States not too terribly long ago um, teaching classes on everything except cannabis, right? So tell me some of those, some of the stuff that you, you find uh, particularly interesting when it comes to extractions. Well, uh, it's amazing when you look at the marketplace just how, um, how underskilled some, some people are in the, in the various industries. I work a lot in the aromatherapy and essential oils industries and, and I'm also, as I said, a formulations chemist, so with food and beverage people and also cosmetics. And there is a, there's a real um, lag in knowledge about CO2s um, and CO2 extracts. At the, uh, I spoke at the Australian conference uh, for cosmetic chemists last year in um, supercritical extracted lipids, for instance. There's a whole variety of products out there in the market. Uh, they're extracted from from um, vegetable oil type products that are far, the CO2 versions of them are far superior to the the normal cold pressed um, versions. And so, from a, chem, a formulations chemist perspective, this stuff is gold. Um, in the herbal medicine area, there's a couple of companies in America that are making some really good nutraceuticals using predominantly CO2 extracts. And I've been doing some discussions with uh, with them and been using their end products as illustrations for um, showing people what you can do with CO2 extracts. And then here in Australia, I, I do some work with a, a cordial company where we make nutraceutical drinks using CO2 extracts. And, and they're going gangbusters um, here in Australia and also just starting to tap into the American market now. Right, so there, there's there's a ton of, of other applications, right? It's a little teaser there for us to say, hey, mm-hmm. you know what, this cannabis thing's kind of cool, but as the prices are plummeting here in the United States due to you know supply and demand, you know economics doing what they're supposed to do, I might have a little extra time on my CO2 extractor, or I might have a lot of extra time on my CO2 extractor. So, Mark, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, I want to talk about some of the specific botanical products, right, that that somebody might be able to put into their CO2 extractor that has a similar high-value, low-volume proposition to cannabis. So let's take a quick break, and we'll talk about that when we come back. We'll regroup for more Mission Supercritical after we hear from our sponsors. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest-growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC, symbol MCIG. 
at Alternative Vibes. Our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 24th to the 26th inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for this brand new event sponsored by the radio podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Be one of the first to register today at USCCExpo.com. That's USCCExpo.com. Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to Mission Supercritical. Today's guest, Mark Webb, founder of Aroma Medics. And Mark, you, you made a mention that aroma or aroma aromatherapy type of stuff is uh, similar to a terpene kind of thing. And, you know, just before the break, we were talking about other applications, other botanicals that might present a similar high-value, low-volume proposition that cannabis has. Um, although, you know, that, that proposition is going down as supply and demand economics match up. What are some other stuff that you're seeing uh, companies extract both here in the U.S. as well as in Australia that have similar value propositions? Well, Andy, some of the things that are coming, uh, that have been in the market for a while now, um, frankincense resin, for instance, uh, oud wood, sandalwood, these are all very high value products. Um, to give you an example with, with sandalwood, for instance, to produce sandalwood essential oil, normally you've got to distill, excuse me, for for seven days. So you've got to have your still powered and using a lot of energy to keep that water boiling for a seven day period to extract the wood properly. Now with um, even just with a simple subcritical or a liquid CO2 extract, you can extract most of the aromatic volatiles from that timber in an hour to an hour and a half. So going super critical, you can actually pull the material out even faster. So people in the industry, both here and elsewhere in the world, are starting to look at this and say, wow, look at the energy savings, look at the CO2 emission savings. So there's a green side of it, but there's also a cost side of it. And that's probably really important to most people that they can get a very fast extraction, they can get a very controlled extraction, a repeatable extraction. And that's one of the things I love about the apex gear that you've made it idiot proof you've made it so simple with the computer interface technology you use compared to a lot of the older rigs coming out of china and other parts of the world where you need to be a you know a, a chemical engineer to have some semblance of understanding how to run them you've, you've made this gear almost as simple as a dishwasher or a washing machine to run you know that's and i love that i think that's that's one of the big big pluses from the the cannabis market, the the technology's gotten smarter and easier, and can, you know, a lot cheaper. So, 
people can start to look in these areas and say, well, what do I want to look, work on? And so um, another big one, as I said, is uh, oud wood or agar wood out of Indonesia and Malaysia. And in All fact, right, so Mark, um, Mark, you got to spell that erd, erd like E-R-D? Oud, O-U-D. O-U-D, okay. Or agar wood, A-G-A-R-W-O-O-D. Both okay. of these timber, both of these are used in the high-end perfumery market. They are um, extracted from from forest timbers that have been inoculated with a fungus, either naturally or, or, or um, under commercial situation, where the timber has actually been broken down by a fungi, and you get some really funky kind of smells out of it. It's very earthy, very. It's like a cross between vetiver and patchouli, and it's amazing the the aromas and. They normally do those by solvent extraction with hexane and then making an absolute from it, which is a long, complicated, messy and dangerous um, area because they're using uh, hydrocarbons to do the extraction. CO2, brilliant because there's no solvent residue anywhere, so it ticks a lot of boxes there. The other thing that I'm seeing is um, classic herbals like German chamomile, for instance, German chamomile traditionally is stem distilled and they produce this beautiful inky blue oil. But the CO2 extract is more greeny yellow in nature and it smells exactly like the flowers. And the difference here in the nutraceutical value is that the anti-inflammatory properties of the matricin compound, which is broken down during steam distillation, isn't affected. And so you end up with a product that's 10 times more anti-inflammatory and more medically potent than the steam distilled oil, so it, there's there's a lot of pluses in doing in, in using CO two extraction to work with other botanicals. Um, yeah, now, uh, and they're similar high value. They're not as high value as cannabis, but as you said, the cannabis market is becoming saturated. Price points are going to start coming down, and um, one of the big products that we've seen in in the Australian market where we do actually have supercritical CO two is in the hops market for producing. A hop extract for beer and I've noticed a number of uh, your clients uh, are producing um, hops extracts so a couple of guys I've met uh, through your company and I've been buying some of their boutique extracts and they're phenomenal because they're able to do these individual um, cultivars of hops hops is very very similarly related to cannabis it's the same species or same same family of plants and just as you've got so many amazing numbers of of, um, cultivars and hybrids of cannabis you have the same sort of numbers in hops and each of them has a different different flavor a different scent a different aroma and a different use so i'm seeing that as a new a new marketplace where people are doing boutique extraction in the local area they're developing uh, products that are locally based uh, to sell into that local market so it, it adds some diversification to the use of that equipment yeah, and you know it's it's interesting to hear you 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 mention real similar problems in non-cannabis applications, things like thermal degradation, things like you know using hydrocarbons uh, as as a solvent, for instance, that you know present problems in either the quality or the the safety or both of mm-hmm. other natural products as well. Um, tell me a little bit about that. I mean, so why are why do people use hydrocarbons, for instance? Why are people using hexane instead of CO two in the first place? Well. If we wind the clock back historically, um, the the first extraction technology was steam distillation. It it was created or discovered in about the 5th century uh, AD. 
And around the Renaissance period, around the 1200 to 1400s um, AD, is when it really started to be used a lot for um, alchemical preparations and for extraction of the etheric energies of the plant or the ether of the plant, which was the essential oils. But it's it's you know it's first century technology. It's pretty and luckily for us, most of the aromatic compounds or the terpenes or terpenoids that we want to get out of plants can be extracted using steam distillation. Um, solvent extraction used to use uh, a lot of different fats and the enfleurage technique where they used to put um, flowers like jasmine or rose petals into animal fats and extract them that way, pulling the, f- the fragrances out and then washing that with alcohol and making a, a concrete and then making an absolute from it. Um, using hexane is the slightly more modern method and they do use that in the cannabis industry as well to extract uh, terpenes and and the endocannabinoids and it does work the problem is that solvent technology like this is a is a one-shot pony in that steam distillation will pull carbon 5 to about carbon 15 maybe in carbon 20 size compounds out of plants volatile compounds solvent extraction will pull carbon 5 up to about carbon 60 compounds but you only get that one shot you get everything out in one hit with solvent Right, you're, 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 it pulls CO2. everything from five to, to, to sixty, but it's to about sixty. Everything. So you get it, yeah, you get all the waxes, you get all the non-volatiles, you get the colours. Yeah. So you know you get this murky mess that you've then got to separate, and you end up with like a waxy blob that's hard to work with. You've then got to do yes, you know, separation, um, solvent extraction, rewashing with ethanol to separate out the the aromatics from the non-aromatics, etc. The beauty of CO2 extraction is that because you've got three variables, you've got temperature, pressure, and time, and using different temperatures and different ramping um, scenarios of temperature and pressure and also time, you can target exactly what compounds you want to get. So let's let's throw some, some um, cannabis in the rig. We do a terp run. We do a subcritical run. We pull out just the, the aromatics we want and we leave behind the heavier compounds we don't want. Then we can come back and do a non-terp run, move into supercritical range, and we can pull out exactly the compounds we want to get. And we can apply the same technology into other botanicals. So th- this this... this amazing co2 technology which was by the way developed by the russians in the 1960s they came up with liquid co2 or subcritical co2 back in the 60s um, that technology was passed to the Amer- to the the uh, english who then passed it on to the americans and then you guys in the 70s when you had the energy crisis that's when supercritical started and you know you went bigger better uh, stronger and uh but in, in other parts of the world, it's really taken on more so than in America. And you had a bit of a lull in the 70s and 80s and 90s where the technology kind of dropped off. And then it was this, this expansion in the cannabis market that's now brought the technology back and back in, in you know, a huge way. And what I'm seeing is so many rigs in the marketplace, so many people doing so many different things with it, and there's the, there are these amazing opportunities to extract all sorts of things. And so, you know, the, as I said before about lipids, that when you, say, do um, let's evening primrose oil, if you cold press evening primrose oil in that press, it gets oxidised because of the high temperatures at the point of pressing. 
And then you've got to come back and resolve and extract the plant material after the pressing to get the antioxidants out. But if you do CO2, you get it all in one hit. There's no oxygen, there's no oxidation, there's no heating. And so you get products that instead of being good on the shelf for a couple of weeks, they're good on the shelf for a couple of years. So the, the, the number of boxes that CO2 ticks is is quite outstanding. And I'm this is why I'm so passionate about using this technology and, and working with companies like yours to develop it and to develop, you know, safer, better, cheaper methods of extraction. And uh, I think this is really the, this is the 21st century technology. This is the stuff where we've got absolute control over what we're doing We can, and repeatability too, because again, the type of array you've got and the technology, computer technology you have means that you can, once you've, you've done all your R&D work, you've worked out your temperature, pressure, extraction time and curves, punch it in and go, right, I want to do coffee or I want to do cannabis or I want to do hemp or I want to do oranges or I want to do frankincense or myrrh or one of the other high-value resinoids or I want to do sandalwood or, or um, buddlewood, which is another Australian plant. Um, we're seeing some amazing things coming out of uh, out of plants in this marketplace and we've barely tapped the market here. Um, right, next right. month, I'm going to Malaysia to do the same thing. I'm running some classes over there in Malaysia, and I'm excited because they've got a whole different variety of peppers in in, in Malaysia as well, so that we haven't yeah. seen yet. Yeah, so, you're, uh, so your, your your passion shows through for sure. So you you mentioned you know talking about a little bit about what uh, what a lot of people in the cannabis industry would would call fractionation or, or fractional separation or fractional extraction. Mm-hmm of different compounds, that's one of the, the real strengths of CO2 in that it gives you the ability to vary its solvency power and, and, and bring out, you know, different compounds throughout the range. Um, as you put it there, you know, the, the carbon weights or, or, you know, the molecular weights of, of the different elements. Mm-hmm. Hops being a great example, right? Low pressure, subcritical, do a hops extraction, you're going to bring out the volatiles, the aromatics, the, the I can't remember if it's alphas or betas, to be honest with you. Um, but, the you know, the, the smelly stuff and the hops that help. Yeah, to, alpha and beta humulene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, you crank it, you pull those out, you crank it up a little bit higher, it gives you, you know, the, the trimming elements of, of the hops extraction. So, yeah, there's some, there's some the really. The compounds. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So you know, really, really beneficial in lots of different areas. You know, is is real is kind of the point uh, that I was trying to bring from, and you you articulate it much better than I do. Mark, we're going to take another quick break. We'll come back. You know, you're you're obviously in in Brisbane, uh, Australia, <laughs> as us Americans say. Um, I'll have you say what uh, what what Australians say when we come back, and we'll talk a little bit more about Australia and the cannabis market in Australia. To what extent it is there? We'll regroup for more Mission Supercritical after we hear from our sponsors. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. 
Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Do you have new ideas that you believe will make a difference in the cannabis industry? Looking to make your brand or service stand out? The first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo is seeking sponsors and speakers for its inaugural event August 24th through the 26th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners are all welcome to join us for this brand new event sponsored by the radio and podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Grow with us in this groundbreaking event, the first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 24th through the 26th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Learn more at usccexpo.com. Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to Mission Supercritical. Again, Aroma Medics, Mark Webb, founder. And uh, Mark, you know, as I uh, as I said just before we broke there, you're uh, you're currently in Brisbane, Australia, but that's apparently not how it's supposed to be said. How's it actually said? We say it Brisbane. Brisbane. We don't we don't we don't put the emphasis on the on the on the Bane part of it. We just say Brisbane. <laughs> we Australians are very we're very um, uh, what's the right word efficient with the use of language, just like Brisbane, short, tight, you know, Australia. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't don't throw out the eyes. Apparently, uh, I guess that's that's probably the, the difference there. But so let, let's talk a little bit about Australia. You know, I can tell you from where I'm sitting here, in in Ohio, in the U.S., uh, the number of leads, the number of inquiries that we're getting from Australian companies showing interest in extracting you know cannabis and extracting hemp for CBD has just gone through the roof in the last six months. What, what's going on yeah, in Australia? That that doesn't surprise me. Well, the the market. Okay, first thing, let's get some geography right uh, and, and sizing. Australia, the, the, the island of Australia or the continent of Australia is approximately the same size as the continental United States. So to fly from Brisbane to Perth is like flying from New York to San Diego. It's that sort of size size space. Mm-hmm. Yep. The thing about Australia is, though, too, the centre of it's a big, huge desert or very, very arid um, very low population density country. So unlike in America where you have people living across the vast majority of the country, in Australia we're pretty much all around the edges. And so the population of Los, of Los Angeles, of greater Los Angeles, is the population of Australia. So about, so, uh, what's that, like, like uh, 7, 8 million people, something in that, that neighborhood? No, 20, about 22, 23 million people well i think i think we're going to hit 25 million in the next next uh, 12 months or so but uh, we've had a bit of a bit of um, increase in in um, people coming here because they like living in in australia we're a fairly tolerant multicultural country and um, we're a long way from a lot of the problem areas of the world at the moment politically and war zones and all that sort of thing Um, we got snakes and spiders and and yeah we have some of the most deadly snakes and spiders on the planet (laughs) but so what we also have killer sharks and we have all sorts of things i've got a 
I've got a, a, a carpet snake. I've just moved house and I was um, I put some pictures up online of me pulling him out of the roof of the of the tool shed the other day. About, he's only about a, about a six-foot carpet snake and people were freaking at that. Well, they don't bite much and they're not poisonous, unlike you know, <laughs> some of our other... We, we, I think we've got the top six poisonous snakes in the world and then spiders yeah. that are, will kill you. They're, they're yeah, pretty, you're just talking like yeah, there it, it all right, so, all right, so cannabis. Let's stay on topic here. Cannabis right. in Australia. Where, so the where cannabis market in Australia is is exploding because it's moving from that from that drug, you know, illegal illicit drug area into medical marijuana, um, and also the hemp market is finally starting to grow here, and so. It's not surprising that a lot of uh, American and Canadian companies are looking very seriously at investing in Australia. We have some of the cleanest farmland on the planet, and that's one of the things that's, that products being grown in Australia have that clean, green um, uh, view to them. Growing broadacre hemp or cannabis, it's got to be in clean ground, as you well know, that you know the, the cannabis species will suck any pollutants out of the ground in fact they used to use industrial hemp as a bioremediator product mm -hmm. for cleaning up um, solvent contaminated or heavy metal contaminated soil well you don't want that when you're growing medicinal plants or even recreational plants so i think there's there's a huge um expansion in this area that, that as i said companies are looking at growing both the the uh, hemp market for cbd and also the medical marijuana market will we move to recreational I think we will, just we're a little bit conservative in how we do these things. We're a little bit slow. Our government moves along at a, a much slower pace. Uh, but there's a lot of public pressure to bring medical marijuana to the market um, in, a, in a more timely manner and make it more easily available for people that really need it. And is um, hemp treated the same way as cannabis is in uh, Australia? Yeah, look, hemp, hemp's a bit like you see it in America too, that, you know, you've, I, I, I've got clients of mine in, in different parts of America where they're growing a lot of hemp and they still get raided by the DEA helicopters landing in their fields thinking it's cannabis. You know, um, it, it, I, I can see the hemp market being the wedge in the door to get it open, to get the, uh, the naysayers out of the way, although I have to say that we've only just made hemp seed and hemp meal and hemp oil um, you know, a food product in Australia. I remember at, a, at the launch of it, there was some person that was there raving about how it was the end of the world because they're making this hemp product, um, you know, legal, and yet it's got no THC, no CBD in it at all. It's it's the you know, the, the hemp proteins and the hemp meal, and also the hemp um, lipid phase. It's got none of them, none of the medicinal components in it at all and yet they're still raving about it so we've, we've got a little bit of that backward um, aspect in the population about some of these things and I, I what I'm seeing is it's about education a lot of the people working in the market here in Australia are championing the the you know, the education aspect of it you know talking to doctors talking to the, the media and they're really starting to push it um, I haven't had a lot of exposure or working in the market here in Australia because my focus has been America I've been over there working, as you said. Last year, I spent um, 107 days in America in, uh, teaching classes in aromatic medicine, in CO2 extraction and CO2 extracts uh, across Canada and America, um, talking about plants from Australia as well while I was there. So I, 
I've been working in that market more so than mine, but I'm, I'm starting to get some more work here and starting to look more at uh, consulting here in Australia uh, in this product right. development area. So right, it's, right. Uh, it, it's an exciting time to be in it, let's just say. It is, and you know, there's obviously the you know the international marketplace for both cannabis and hemp is is growing significantly. You know, we're seeing a, you know, the supply demand economics starting to to balance out here in the United States, but there's plenty of international opportunities, including Australia, obviously. Um, so Huge. Mark, unfortunately, we uh, are running out of time. But before we go, if somebody wanted to uh, to contact you, at either attend one of your seminars, you know, either here in the states or Malaysia or Australia. Or just you know get some advice from you on doing botanical extractions. How would they get a hold of you? Best way is via the internet. Uh, find me on Facebook under Aroma Medics or Mark Webb, or on LinkedIn under Mark Webb and Aroma Medics, and or send me an email to Mark at AromaMedics.com, or reach out through through you and your companies. I'm an affiliate on your pages. You've got a uh, info sheet there for people to. Um, come if they want to come via your company as, as we've discussed before and I'm happy to help them uh, that's probably the best way of doing it uh, Aroma Medics is spelled A-R-O-M-A-M-E-D-I-X I-X Aroma Medics M-E-D-I-X for everybody out there that didn't get it awesome Mark really appreciate you taking uh, a few minutes today here and, and being our guest on Mission Supercritical um, thanks for, uh, for being on the show for the rest of you out there, look for other Mission Supercritical shows to learn more about Apex Supercritical's 500-plus customers operating in the cannabis industry. Until then, happy extracting. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited 